0: Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer on this Saturday morning. My name is Tom Short, so glad to be with you as we talk about the Word of God and allow it to transform our lives and become real to us. The Bible, of course, was written 2,000 years ago, but it's alive today. And it ought to be alive in your life and my life if we give it the opportunity. I'd like to talk this morning just a bit about the idea of being canceled you know, we live in a time where we call have what's called cancel culture. What does that mean? Well, it means that because of what you believe, there might be someone who doesn't like you, but it goes beyond that. It might mean you lose your job or or suffer financially as a result. We've been talking all week about faith, and one of the things that I often hear from unbelievers is they say, you mean God's going to send me to hell just because of what I believe? And they think somehow that's unfair or not right. Of course, salvation's a lot deeper than that. It's really who you trust, who you're going to rely on. And the word believe there, when, when Scripture talks about believing in Jesus, it's something far deeper than just intellectual assent to certain information. It's really where is your heart? Is your heart trusting God? But Many of these same people who don't want God to judge them because of what they believe judge others because of what they believe. And this is uh, part of the hypocrisy and projection that so many people have. Let me give you a clue about life. Whenever you or someone is wrongly or falsely accused of something or unjustly accused of something, look at the accuser. Odds are very high they're doing exactly what they're accusing you of. Just a little clue, clue there to keep in touch. But my question or my point here is, what about this idea of cancel culture? Is it something new? Not really. It's been around a long, long time. Jesus talked about it in John chapter 16. Let's look at the verse. Jesus had just spoken in John 15 about how the world's going to hate you. And he says here in chapter 16, these things I've spoken to you so that you may be kept from stumbling. He's warning us in advance. There's something that if you're not prepared, you're not ready, you could stumble. What is it? He says they will make you outcast from the synagogue. But an hour is coming for everyone who kills you to think that he's offering service to God. These things they will do because they have not known me, known known the Father or me. Now, the synagogue, it's interesting because the synagogue in the days of Jesus was more than a place where they gathered for religious activities. It was the center square. It was where they gathered to talk about all of life. Uh, it, was, it was the gathering place. And of course, because the religion was so central to their lives. Obviously, they talked about religion, but any time there was the gathering, that was at the synagogue. And to be put out of the synagogue meant you were to be ostracized from society. You'd be rejected. You'd be canceled. And people were canceled because they did not know the Father and they did not know Jesus. They'd be canceled over that. They'd be rejected because of that. And even to the point... Where people would think that by killing you, by killing the disciples, by killing the followers of Jesus, they were doing service to God. And so Jesus warned us that this was something that was coming. Now, nobody likes this, obviously. No one likes to be canceled. Everybody everybody likes to be liked. Everybody likes to be accepted. It's just part of our human nature. Obviously, we're social creatures. We want to love and be loved. But Jesus warns us to be ready that that might not always be the case. You know, in our day, we have this increased measure. We're not used to this in our day. We're having it again, but we're not used to it because in our country, we believe in what's called freedom and liberty. And it's always been assumed that you're, at least from a legal point of view, you're free to do things and not to be discriminated against because of what you believe, because of your religious beliefs, or your political beliefs, or any other beliefs, that that the idea that someone might not like you, they might not want to be your friend, they might not want to come to your house for dinner. Well, that's all—that's their choice. But to be discriminated against business-wise, to have a financial institution say they wouldn't do business with you, you can't—you can't bank here—to—to to, um, isolate you financially, or to lose your job, or to not be promoted, or to not be accepted somewhere. Or to be uh, kicked off of a social media platform, something like this—that's kind of something we're not used to, and it's hard. A few weeks ago, I got some warnings from YouTube, uh, from going way back to after the election, and questions I had raised, and probably stronger than that, statements I had made about the 2020 election, and basically they said this is misinformation. And because of that, you're going, you know, I, I got warnings, If i do it again, I'd get a strike, and a strike means seven days without being on the platform. I wanna tell you, it got, you know, uh, my integrity, because my integrity is one of my greatest assets, and on a good name to me, it's valued more than money, it's valued more than a large number of people, a big following, to have integrity and honesty, and and to know that your word is good, That really troubled me that someone powerful would accuse me of misinformation. Now, I'm accused often of, of, you know, people don't believe the Bible, and I'm accused about that. That's fine. I accept that. People may laugh, mock, ridicule, scorn me. I accept all that. But to have someone say, you lied, you're lying, oh my, that hurts. That really hurts even though I know I'm not lying or no, even though I know I don't lie to have my integrity counseled. are you prepared for something like that? Are you prepared for someone to challenge your integrity because you're a follower of Jesus? Jesus warned that some people might want to kill you and they might come and they'd want to kill you where they put you out of the synagogue or maybe in our day put you off the, the communication platforms. You might not be able to talk to people. You might be Uh, ostracized, put out, rejected in cancer culture. Could even affect your job or whatever, your income. Maybe just last week for a a brief time, PayPal had changed their terms of service evidently and were saying that if if you spread misinformation, they're going to take $2,500 out of your PayPal account. Now, it didn't last long. Evidently, it was rescinded. They're claiming a mistake was made. Who knows? Who knows? But I'll tell you, someone was considering, someone was, had put forth the idea of fining people, a private organization, a private financial institution, taking money from people who they said spread misinformation and who would decide if it was misinformation. Evidently, they would. And like I said, I think a lot of people left the platform. I left PayPal last week. And a lot of people left, and then evidently they resented it, said it was all a big mistake. Who knows? Bottom line is this. Are you, where do you stand? Christians, in our, in our life, we've had it fairly easy. We've had it where, where we're accepted in culture. People might not agree. They might laugh. They might, you know, they might uh, mock us a little bit. But where true suffering has not really been part of our experience here in the United States, it could be coming our way. It might not be where you're thrown in a jail or you're beaten up. Like some people, I know even some people here come from India where a friend of mine that's on, on right now has been physically beaten up for his faith and his, uh, his witness of Jesus Christ by radicals who, who hate the Christian message and, and he was hospitalized uh, over after the beating. We've not faced that, and we hope that day never comes. But the soft tyranny of cancellation, the soft tyranny of you can't have a voice, the soft tyranny of intimidation, that if you say such things, you know you're going to suffer. You know you're going uh, you know to suffer for it, so you just sit there and be quiet. My friends, in our day, what must we do? I think we must speak up. We must be courageous. We must realize we're on God's side. We must realize that our ultimate vindication comes from God, not from the world. We must we, we don't make unnecessarily um, conflict unnecessarily because, to be honest, that's what the radicals do. That's what the left does. That's what the the communists try and they realize that only progress will come through conflict, and so they want to encourage it. We we're not seeking that out, but we stand for the truth when necessary. And can I say this, you know? I go on campus and I preach the gospel, but lots of times it turns into a Q&A time, and and the questions often have to do with contemporary policy and the clash between Christian values and the world's values. And so often, people who would hate one another, by the end of the day, they're talking, they're respectful, they're listening to one another. This is so important. Through our social media and through our communication now, more and more people are only talking with people that they agree with. And I, and I think that's, you know, there's benefit there, but there's danger there. The danger being that we, you wonder why we become more and more divided, because people are only talking with, listening to, being affirmed by people they agree with. I believe a verse we often talk about here, The last verse of Romans chapter 12, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I want to encourage you, talk with people you disagree with, listen to them. They may be wrong, but they're not always wrong. There may be things they have to say. There may be concessions that you and I can make that will open the door to them listening to us. I found if I listen to people, they'll listen to me. I found if all I wanna do is preach to them, they'll wanna preach to me. Can I give you this hint? In our country today, we're called to spread the gospel. We're called to persuade those. We're not called to just write off people who disagree with us, but we're called to persuade them and to win them. One way we open the door of communication so that we can win them is to listen to them. And I found that if you listen, people get talked out. They'll say all they've got to say, and then they'll listen to you. And when that happens, be ready to speak. Be ready to tell them something. We have the truth. We have the superior way. We can overcome evil with good. We can overcome evil with good. We don't have to just to go into a, a cocoon and say, we'll be ostracized. It's going to happen. But rather, today, while we still have freedom, while we still have the ability, uh, it, it, uh, talk with people. Talk with people. And as you talk with people, listen to them and be ready to make your case. You come here every day, get in the word of God every day. You be informed. We've got the better case, my friends. We've got the better case. We really do. And if people listen to us and hear us, I'm convinced when I go on campus, that's why I go, I'm convinced that we have the truth and it will prevail if people hear it. Problem is we're not telling them and that's what we need to do. Father in heaven, we bless you today and we give you thanks for the truth that you have given to us, the truth that we live by. We thank you for the truth of your existence. We thank you that you are our creator and maker. We thank you that you are the sustainer of life we, thank, we acknowledge you are the judge of all life. Jesus, we thank you that you are the savior of the world, the rescuer, the Lord come in human flesh. Hallelujah, we give you praise and blessing today. Jesus, you said you are the way, the truth, and the life. We believe that. We believe that you are the way, you are the truth, you're the life. So many people, they're off the path. They haven't found the way. They're on the path of death. They don't know the truth. And we thank you that you've, tasked us with telling it lord we think in a time when so many people just don't listen they don't they reject they they they've canceled and turned off turn us off i pray father if that comes our way we'd be prepared to stand firm and strong and courageously as children of god as followers of jesus they you suffered might we suffer with you they canceled you and if they cancel us lord might we consider it a badge of honor But also, while we can, while the days are available, while the freedom is here, Lord, might we be more courageous in initiating conversations, even with people we know would disagree with us. Teach us how to persuade them. Add persuasiveness to our speech. Help us to be people, Lord, who make the knowledge of God acceptable and understandable. And how we pray that in this day, that the gospel—this is the hope, Lord. This is the only hope we have left—that the gospel would spread rapidly in our day. We pray for it and bless you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. All right, folks, God bless you. So glad to have you along with me today. You know, we come here every day, we get in the word of God because we realize we need it. We need to be in the scripture. We need to be encouraged by it. We need to be reminded of what God says. You might not get something new here every day, but you will get something you need to be reminded of. That's important. Sometimes we you know, we say, well, am I going to learn something new? And we're always wanting to learn something new. Sometimes we just need to be reminded of what is true, what we already know, and we need to let it go deeper and deeper into our soul. One way that happens is repetition. And that's why we get here in the Word of God every day. And so we're here live Monday through every day, seven days a week at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time. You can join us, or you can watch later in the day on the YouTube, or you can even just listen to the podcast on the Apple, Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. Just search Tom the Preacher. So I'm so glad you're you're here with us today. If you're new, I hope you subscribe, hit the notify button, tell your friends, leave a like, like the video, and leave a comment. And if you're here every day, you know I love you. I'm so glad to be able to share the word of God with people who are good soil, and the good seed of God's word is falling on good soil, and that's you. So until we meet tomorrow, might God strengthen you. Might you be the light of the world, be shining as you know you are. We're the light of the world, so shine brightly and fear not. Fear not. We have the truth. Stand firm in it. Amen. God bless you. I love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.